Who wants, Daddy, who wants a pot of coffee? I just made coffee. You want a cup of coffee? Sure, there you go. Who wants coffee? Anybody else want coffee? Who wants coffee? And now it's time for the man with the caffeine, the new tropics for the brain. It's Coffee with Mike. Hang in, hang tight, grab your cup, and uh, let's get this started. Hi guys, it's Coffee with Mike. Um, I had to give a little preamble to this uh, particular podcast. We were having technical difficulties and I didn't even realize it. Thankfully, I caught it very early on in the actual episode. So uh, we have Natalia Vihovsky, who is a branding coach sultant. Um, she, she's got some interesting terminology, guys. You're going you're gonna to like this, but pay attention a lot to uh, what she talks about when it comes to personal branding, why it's important. Um, and how to how to think about what your personal brand is, what it's about, and what it should do. Um, so this is really good information for anybody that's uh, coach, consultant, freelancer. You you have to have these things in mind when you're out there presenting yourself. So, with that, let's get on with the actual interview. I need to have international experience, especially as a German with a very bad accent. I need to work abroad to become better in the English language and to open my horizon. Yeah, so I thought, okay. Okay, okay, before before you get into that, how long did it take for you to to soften that accent? Because that, I mean, that that had to have been frustrating (laughs) at some point. It's like... (laughs) But my accent is not so bad. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, people can understand me, yeah, right? You are the one with the funny accent. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, since we always had international trainers, so we had trainers from Slovenia, from Ghana, and we trained up to five times per week, I think I polished my accent relatively quickly, and yeah. I also had a better vocabulary and understanding of the English language than the majority of students, I would say, in my age. But I didn't want to go abroad during my studies. I was not willing to say no to dancing and to go, you know, to, let's say, Spain or Italy or the U.S. for half a year and then come back full of debts. I need to study longer and I, I stopped dancing. So that was not an option for me. So I had a longer conversation with the universe and I said, hey, universe, listen, let's do it that way. I focus on my dancing career. I focus on studying. I'll finish you know, my university even faster than I should, but you make sure that I get a job abroad. Fine, deal, high five, high five. five. So when I was writing my master thesis, I got the the opportunity to work in a UAE, got a job offer, and I said, yes, and that was 2008. Now you said master thesis, but you hold a couple of degrees, do you not? Yeah, so, yeah, I have a, like, I was writing my master thesis in uh, social science, and two years ago, I finished my doctor of philosophy. In the same, in the same field? Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. Awesome, awesome. How does that help you with what you do now? I believe that if you want to 
help other people, if you want to inspire people, if you want to change the status quo, and if you want to teach people how to market themselves, you truly need to understand human behavior. You need to understand how the individual works, how the individual works in a group, what drives us, what our fears are, how we consume, how culture functions, how communication functions. So for me, studying human behavior especially with a focus on sociology, cultures, and communication, helped me building the foundation of becoming a person that I would look up to by asking a lot of questions, by reflecting, by current, like everyday challenging, but also, yeah, by, by knowing which buttons to push and what I need to teach other individuals if they want to succeed in life and in business. Sweet. And how did that lead you into? Well, how did that lead you into Think Natalia? I mean, that's it's quite an interesting brand you have right there. So that was. So first, after my studies, I worked in the educational sector. So that was for the government in the Emirate of Abu Dhabi. Fantastic! I did that for three and a half years. Then I said, yeah. I don't think there is enough competition here that doesn't work. Okay. So let's check out what the private economy has to sure. offer because everybody says private economy is more aggressive just as you know where you learn, where you yeah. yeah. Okay, let me test that. Did that for two and a half years and then I reached this magic number, 29. And when I was 12, I had an idea of where I want to be when I'm 30. And there, being 29, song at 30, just around the horizon or at the horizon, I'm like, oh, and I realized I am not happy and I'm not successful and I hate my job and I hate my life. And I do understand why some people kill themselves and why does life need to be so hard and am I losing my mind? So to cut a long story short, I went through a early life crisis mm. slash virtual awakening and I realized I need to quit my job I need to go on a sabbatical and I need to figure out who I truly am and what this whole life thing is about because I cannot continue living like that for the next 20 or 30 years. Right. It's just too painful. <clears throat> yeah. doesn't make sense. I don't need to be so miserable. Like yeah. this is not what life's all about. Yeah, no, that's, I, I totally agree. There's, there's always that point where you have to be real, if you will. Um, I had a few of those myself where mm -hmm. be working in a certain thing and as much as I enjoy it, I have to, you know, kind of be honest with it and go, yeah, this isn't my play. It's not my place to hang out. I got to go. Um, yeah. But you know what? It, it also, at that point in time, it, it gives you the chance to experiment, you know, figure out what you do like, what you don't like. When you're at that age, <clears throat> 29 for me, I was still playing music. But I was doing other stuff too, uh, you know. I was, working, um, <laughs> I was working at a nightclub as a bouncer. I don't know how I did that. Um, mm. I was a, I was also a tour driver. I, I lived on the island of Maui, so you know driving tours was kind of natural. My father was a truck driver. I drove buses. Not really that mm. much difference. Um, but you know, mm. after a while, you start looking at stuff and going, yeah, it's like burning candle at both ends. After a while, you got to stop and think, okay, there's got to be more than than this. Um, and it of course led to other things. Um, but when you get to that point, and you have to stop and go, nah. You know what I mean? Yeah, your your, whole, your perspective actually just kind of like changes on a on a one eighty. I mean, you just literally turn and you go, wait a second. You mean there's more? 
Exactly. What else is like, Why am I doing this? Yeah. Why, like, why haven't I seen this before? Yeah. Like, have I really been that stupid and that ignorant and that, I don't know, like, how could I be so addicted to pain? Well, that's, you, didn't, that's you didn't know what you didn't know, for one, which is, yeah. which is good that you went out and experienced and figured out some new stuff, especially because you're in another country, completely different from where you grew up. And now you're like, oh, no, I don't like this. <laughs> not not where you were in the, as, as far as living, yeah. but where you were in your career. It's like, oh, no, no, this isn't right. No, something's wrong here. We got we to gotta shift. That's, all, that's absolutely cool. So you, what do you do now? I mean, what is, what is it that you, how would you describe what it is that you do? Like the title that I use to describe what I do is title in quotation marks because we all need this right i usually say i'm a flawsome human being but awesome. a lot of people nice. don't understand that that's cool yeah i like that idea i'm full of flaws and i'm awesome and that makes me human and a human being and i think if we all would look at this that way i think we would have nicer lives we would have more fun we would be less aggressive we wouldn't take ourselves so seriously but let's not get sidetracked so i'm a personal branding strategist and a keynote speaker and i help people to get more clients to get their business to where they want to be but parallel to that i also want to make sure that they build their own tribe that they have a positive impact on their community, that they start to build circles, that they support brotherhood and sisterhood. Because I believe that the way how we do business and the way how we treat each other and the way how we treat ourselves at the moment is ridiculous and zero sustainable. I mean, you just need to look out of the window and need to look how nature engages with us and tells us, hey, idiots, wake up. This is not working, but we're all like, I don't know this nature. I don't know what you mean. I cannot see it. So I want, I give my best to create a lot of self-awareness and compassion and knowledge and self-confidence in people to yeah, empower them and to help them help other people. I'm a, I'm a true believer in the ripple effect and that you need to be the change that you want to see in the world as Gandhi said. Awesome. When you work with a client, and this this will start going into like without giving away what it is that you do specifically when you start working with a client what are some of the things that you take note of that you see is a trend amongst people that aren't getting it done right what are some of the things that like when you look at it you can go you're doing the same thing everybody else is doing here's what that is what what are what are some of those things that you see yeah a lot of individuals are trying to hide behind their company or they're trying to hide behind a name or a logo we're so afraid to show our true color to unleash who we truly are to stand in front of a camera and to share what what we did today and what drives us and what moves us. So I think that this is a huge problem because businesses in the end are people and people do business with people. Yep. But when you hide behind something that is just a concept, that's not going to work. So mm -hmm. that is a huge mistake that I see a lot of people do. Another huge mistake is that there are still individuals out there and quite a few who start a conversation with 
hey, I'm Tom, would you like to buy my stuff? That's a little bit as if you would meet, go into a bar, see a beautiful woman and say, hey, would you like to go to bed with me? I mean, your success rate is one or 2%. It would have been smarter if you started a conversation with that person, maybe taken her out for dinner, listened, changed the location, gave her a few compliments, and this is in the end what marketing is about. For me, marketing is like flirting, is building relationships. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, they start from like meeting a person and directly tap into sales. And that's not how it works, especially not nowadays. So it's about building relationships and about authentically listening and caring. Yeah, I, I, I just, I literally on LinkedIn posted last night, um, about exactly about that somebody requested said hey I, I i saw your profile and after looking through your your profile i i figured you'd be you'd be somebody great to add to my network okay Click. okay here check my shit out come book a book a book a, a call with me and let me let me figure out what's wrong with you um no delete. remove connection delete block exactly and i'm like bruh so my post was literally about, please, please stop. This is not how you build relationships on LinkedIn. Now, if, you yeah. were a re- if you're a recruiter, that kind of outreach is perfect. That's what LinkedIn mm-hmm. was designed for when it, first, when it first got started. I mean, if you wanted a job, you went and saw a recruiter. If a recruiter saw that you were worth something, they would send you a link and you would check it out because you were looking. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah. Not anymore. This has is, this is now gotten to be an actual social platform where people can actually farm relationships build relationships if you will but that's and that's the whole point like I I went on a on a like a messaging binge because I've got like 10,000 in my connections and I'm, I'm trying to cut out the ones that are inactive like I'm going through who doesn't whoever doesn't answer I'm knocking them out um, one because they're not interacting two they're not really active themselves why do I have them as a connection there's there's no value there um, but I'll send a video message out to literally say hey I'm just checking in with you I got nothing to sell you. We're connected. We ain't talking. So, hey, <laughs> how you doing? What are you exactly. working on? Anything cool? Anything new? Um, hit me back. And for the ones that don't, ciao bella. For the ones that do, there may be a light conversation. There may be a short conversation, but there's something happening. So like you said, humans need that interactivity. I think a lot of people... Um, at least on LinkedIn, I've noticed that a lot of people seem to have picked it up as a convenience rather than as a tool to personally brand themselves, um, get away from hiding behind the logo or behind the company name, which is something that everybody loves to do. I, I see it too all the time. Um, and it's and, easy. Yeah, it's it's not hard. I, I could put a logo right up now and just talk and just, you know, this is on our page. Uh, being live cast and of course it'll be on a podcast later in which case yeah the only thing you're gonna see is probably a picture of me or a picture of you um, probably a picture of you it's probably better um, and, and the, <laughs> they, they see enough of me trust me uh, it, and the and the idea of that is is basically being able to share you know who you actually are like you said uh, and I hear this in numerous different frames like one of the frames is um, People run systems, systems run companies. But if you're gonna try to sell something to a company, you gotta sell it to the people. And the yep. people still have emotions, the people still have brains and they think and they are and they, they, they do things. You know, you can't you can't go sell it to the system, the system has nothing to do with it. So if you're not 
building a proper relationship, you're not really building a proper brand in people's mind. Is that is that about right? Yeah, absolutely. But there are still individuals who don't get it. You won't believe how many conversations I have and they say, uh, yeah, but is there a shortcut? I don't have the time for that. Can't I just use ads or or whatever? And I'm nope. like, no, nope. it doesn't work. Then <laughs> Not connect like that. with <laughs> But, but have conversations. And um, I don't send out videos, but I send out voice messages. And the funny thing is also that when you send out a video or a voice message, the majority of people don't know that this function exists. But once you've done that, they they see you or they hear you. That means they bond or connect deeper with you because it's they they, um, they understand or get a, the, how can I say that? A clearer picture of who you are because based on your tone and maybe based on your mimics and on the speed of your voice, etc., they can see or understand so much more about what kind of individual you are. And this is where you get them already one step closer into knowing you or even maybe they're more interested, especially when you're a crazy character as you and I, you know, you add a little bit of humor, you add a little bit of weirdness and those ones who will like it and resonate will definitely get back but those who don't they're too boring too lame to whatever don't understand it as you said away that's a natural filter yeah there's there's and and there's two ways that depending on who it is that i'm talking to there's two ways i'll present myself um and and it's still me it's just the way i present me to that person if if it's somebody who's an an executive or a c-level I may not show as much nuttiness as I would with somebody who's not, <clears throat> only because they're yeah. used to a certain, they're used to, I mean, so I teach business etiquette as well. And that's one of my big things is, are you really listening and are you really communicating? Knowing that most of the communication is this and this and how you sit, how you act, so on and so forth. Um, these text, the text messaging, the, the instant messaging and, and direct message, whatever you want to call it, they're absolutely motionless. They have no real bearing on someone's mind other than a communication of signals and symbols. Doesn't quite work. Not 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 mm. the way not the way that we intend. I mean, it's cold. I've had so many conversations, both with colleagues uh, and friends, where I'll send a note, they'll send something back, and I and I literally have to stop myself from going, "What are you talking about?" And I I stop and I read it and I go. Is this what you mean? And then they, they go, but yeah. And I'm like, yeah, do me a favor. Call me if you're going to say stuff like that. Because this is, the, yeah. the way I just read that just did not sound <laughs> right. And, and, and a lot of my friends and colleagues agree. It, techno, techno etiquette is basically anything that's written, typed, or printed is a support to a business relationship. It does not drive it. It does not create it. It does not make it happen. This is what makes it happen, right here. If if I didn't know any better of who you were or what you did, and it was only an exchange of texts, this wouldn't be happening. I don't Absolutely. Think. Yeah, I mean, the, for one, you're you're a cool chick, and I totally adore you. You're, you're a lot of fun. I love watching your lives. You're cool. You got and you got a lot of good information, which is neat, which is awesome. Um, and I've, I've I've been around long enough to see who are the real ones and who are the absolute nope. <laughs> And there's a lot of That's the so diplomatically said, beautifully said. The ones who are nope. nope. <laughs> I like a, that. And there's a lot You're of nope out there right now. Um, <laughs> one, nope. of, one of, uh, one of uh, somebody that I follow and admire who's very good on generating um, leads on LinkedIn. 
um, and it's because she she went out there and beat herself up and did it the hard way um, and now she's now she's teaching people how to how to do it on LinkedIn part of its branding part of its messaging part of its setting up the right systems etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, she's a hardcore chick uh, and and I'm hoping one of these days I can get her on this deal too because she knows her stuff she doesn't hold back she's she's got the mouth of a sailor and and I don't care I, I think she's awesome because she knows her stuff inside out um, mm. but it's but it's people like you like her uh, that I I'm always looking to say okay I can see where the reality is of what it is that they promote what it is that they're actually doing and then I compare that to the other people that I see out there promoting branding uh, if that's what you want to call it, um, <clears throat> I know. But I know I, you're like the third branding expert I know that okay. has any credibility in my head. I've seen probably twelve, three hundred, three. Oh, I'm sure um, there's okay. way more that I haven't even bothered taking. I mean, I, I breeze through so many things. It's like the ones that I've looked at. I've really looked at out of the out of the 12 that I've looked at, there's only three. You're one of them. Um, wow. And well, because you guys actually put out content and you actually do what you say you're going to do. And, and the others walk the talk, right? I don't, people don't get it. I don't, I don't think, I don't think people, so like this, ought, this ought to be interesting. What's one of the most interesting clients you've ever had to work with? And, and when I say interesting, Think corny and, and, and weird or hilarious and, and how you had to fix them, whether it worked or not. Just something off the wall. What's what's been your most memorable <laughs> what's been your most memorable in that case with regards to a client that was just like, What? Yeah. <laughs> oh well everybody has his or her own little challenges, right? And I know that I work with one gentleman who used to work for the special forces. So he's a, like a hardcore guy, you know, jumping out of airplanes and, you know, just totally like, wow, when you look at his career, amazing. Yeah. And, um, but when it comes to creating videos, he found every excuse to not do it. So at the certain stage, I said, I don't care. This Saturday, I'm going to show up at your place we have three hours and we're going to film the two minute video. I don't care. It's three hours, your time, it's my time. So we did it, I don't know through how many water and green teas we went and how often he needed to comb his hair and adjust the shirt. And I'm like, dude, you're a killer machine. This is just a fucking phone, like, get over it. By the way, you're charismatic, you know, you. So just do it, like seriously. And yeah, I think we needed, I don't know, 60 takes or 70 takes. And I was really challenged with my patience because um, I give my best to act in a way how I would expect other coaches or people to work. So I was, he was really pushing me towards <laughs> my patient border. But um, I was incredibly happy that he pushed through that. And I know the ridiculous fear that he faced and um, one of his biggest key takeaways was that it does need to be perfect. So he really understood in every core and cell of his body that a video, any kind of content does need to be perfect. Your service 
or your product needs to be perfect, but the stuff that you post on LinkedIn doesn't need to be 200%. Sometimes it can be 70% as long as it gets done, as long as you get out there, especially videos and public speaking. I mean, in America, public speaking is the world's, like it's the, the biggest fear in oh, the US. Yeah. I mean, people would rather touch a spider or again, jump by the, like do some bungee jumping or whatever, instead of stepping out there and talking to people. So when you know your stuff, when you work on your personal brand, when you have a message and you then go out there and share it with the world, you're just so many steps ahead of the majority of people. So just do it. So yeah, that's one of my favorite stories. That's, that's, and I've noticed that too, with, with people that are um, typically that kind of professional, they, they know their stuff inside out. They've been there, done that numerous times. I'm sure he's done a lot of stuff where he's just kind of like, and I, and I wonder if that has to do with the insecurity of the imposter syndrome or if that has, has to do with the insecurity of just, I'm not, I'm not that guy. And they, which, which they are that guy. They just don't believe it. At least not at first. Yep. Um, Cause I know a couple guys just like that from, they, they work in some of the military special forces out here. You can't get them on camera for anything. I mean, no, that's not for me. I can't do that stuff. I'm like, um, dude, all I got to do is press play and you're doing it. And, and Exactly. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, no, no, no. I, I think still a lot of people, because maybe I'm wrong. Catch me on this one. Hmm. YouTube has been the epitome of production video for years. I mean, it's been the base where everybody sticks their videos and it's always mm -hmm. perfect. It's edited well. It's got music. It's got... Decently good-looking people, um, <laughs> or or you got the models that are doing their thing and the makeup people that are doing, but exactly. it's it's so yeah. produced and it looks so well done that the rest of us, it, it, we look at that and go, how am I supposed to match <sighs> up with that? Exactly. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm glad he, I'm no, glad I think he picked up on that too. I mean, I think that's one of the aspects, but I learned a lot about what it actually means to serve a country or to be in the military and um, the way how the system itself works, um, at least this is how it was explained to me uh, through different people who served. Um, they said that the way how the system inside itself works, that if you do any kind of mistake, it could be lethal. People could be dying. Die. So yeah. making a mistake... Um, you know, is like, is a no-go. You can't do a mistake. You need to be perfect. And if you do any kind of mistake, you are verbally and emotionally abused for days and weeks. So this is how people get this kind of perfectionism kind of brainwashed into the system. And once they leave this kind of military career and go into business, it's, it's still yeah. wired. Yeah, it's still, it's hard. To, I, and I, I, the, the rigidity of, the service whatever service you're in um and i get that because i've heard that too actually now that you've said it I, I i remember a few people saying yeah we screw up somebody dies that's just how it goes and uh, i'm yeah. like no no stress no pressure and they're like yeah exactly well like so how do you manage that here now that you're no longer in the military and they're like mm, kind of okay i'm getting used to it it's just not easy to realize that if i screw up i can fix it I used to work with somebody who was also in the military in, in a different industry. And, and he was always the guy that said, if you got time to do it, you got time to do it right the first time. You don't want to go back and do it a second time because then it's worthless. 
and you're losing mm. money. And I'm like, wow, talk about transferring military into the business world. Now, in his case, because he was a DOD contractor, he could still live that. And yeah, you had to, you had to be on point. I, I think a lot of people miss though, that when they get out into the business world, like you said, I mean, it's, it's more about being you and being authentic than it is about being perfect. Um, here's a good one. <clears throat> we've learned heard the, we've heard that the, needs to okay. say again. I mean, that's a journey. That's something we need to learn because nobody teaches us in kindergarten or in school or university, be yourself. I have the perception that we are ourselves. And the first day when we step a foot into kindergarten, we are told, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't touch yourself there. Don't put your finger there. Don't do this. Stop doing this. Don't be such a sissy. Be a real guy. And this is the BS that we hear whenever we get socialized. So then suddenly you're 30 and everybody says, be yourself. And I'm like, but for the last 30 flipping years, you told me to not be myself. And now you want me to unlearn everything that you taught me over the last, like how? And then you're even not going to pay for therapy or for coaches or healers or shamans or plant medicine. And you want me to do that on my own. How on earth can a normal human being lift all of that weight and untangle all of the nonsense that is literally wired into our subconsciousness and into everything that we are? that that's a rabbit hole we can run down another day and i'm, I'm sure we got plenty of content on that one trust me um Good. I, i've got more than a few opinions with with backing to to basically say why that happened or why it still happens to this day um you're right I, there's a lot i think there's a lot of people that get lost in the fray of structure that is forced upon them in their in their early years um some for cause, uh, but I think for the most part, it's it's so overdone. Um, I'm still surprised that we have the creativity in our country that we do with the way education has been headed. It was as an example, and this is kind of off subject, and we'll get back on it in a second. Um, I remember hearing that we had an educational delegation go to China to find out how they are able to get such great performance. Uh, in mathematics and coding and programming and all of those things. <clears throat> the, the, the delegation that was there meeting with, um, meeting with the Chinese delegation, the Chinese delegation was, was like laughing. And they're going, we don't understand what you're doing here. Why are you trying to do what we're doing? These are robots. These are machines. These kids don't, they have nothing else to do but be programmers, mathematicians, and things of that nature. That, that's... They have no creativity. We're trying to shift our socialist style education system to yours. Why are you trying to shift to ours? That makes absolutely no sense. Now, while my thought on that is again for another day, which, which has to do with there's a hybrid that needs to be struck here because both sides are swung pendulums, one to the left, one to the right. And I'm not talking politically, I'm just talking in general. They're once, once completely mathematician science science driven the other one's completely creative driven and we're losing that left and right here um, but when you're looking at people and this whole thing of be yourself and be vulnerable how would how would you how would you tell anybody what it is to go and start finding yourself 
so that you can bring that forward as part of your brand? What, what would you tell somebody that sits there and goes, I don't know who I am? I would say that congratulations, first of all, because <laughs> you came him to this point. There's a lot of people. Exactly. <laughs> you reached that point. And you know what? You even went one step further because most probably you said, what should I do? So even ask for help. That means you're already two steps ahead of the majority of people. So be proud of yourself. Congratulate yourself. Fantastic. So then get yourself ready for the fact that it's a journey. It is a marathon. It's not going to, you're not going to get answers tomorrow. What is important is that you surrender. I hate that word in every core of my body because I have the tendency of being a control freak. But I learned to <laughs> surrender and I learned that control is an illusion, especially in the world how it is today, mm. that every day you confront yourself with one question that is ridiculously painful. One question that feels a little bit as if you take your hand and you put it on the burning plate of a stove. So the question could be, what does happiness mean to me? Ouch. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but sit down and what what is your gut feeling telling you? Like, what are the first associations? Take a notepad, a book, something, and every day just write down like 15 minutes. And the next day, uh, reflect on things like what does true success mean to you? Or, or what do you want to achieve in life? Or what is something that I cannot touch? Like what is so incredibly important to you? What is your core value? Like is it time? Is it family? Is it um, contribution? Is it uh, friendship? Is it whatever it is? Figure these things out because I believe that if you don't figure out for yourself who you are and what you want to do and what life means to you and how you want to help other people, other people will make that decision for you oh, yeah. in your private life oh, and yeah. in your business. Yep. And then you turn into a like a puppet on a string. And this is the reason why you will turn miserable and maybe even depressed and will hate yourself and your life and your career because you didn't have the courage or you didn't invest the time and the energy and the the feelings into understanding what it is that you truly want and guess what once you've achieved that and then you you know work on it and then you have it maybe what can happen and this is the crappy part you've done all of this and you're there and you're like damn that's not what i wanted i thought that this brought it we need to change the Plan yep. once again, yep. right? But then because you've done it already once, it's not as painful as before. And I believe in the end um, that life has changed and you will grow and evolve and your values will change and your priorities will change in life. But the only way how to, to live a peaceful life, to live a balanced life, to live a purposeful life, and I think this is in the end why we're here. Like, I believe we need to make sure that we look back at our life one day saying, damn, it was amazing. I mean, sorry, I made a lot of mistakes, but all in all, it was a great experience. I helped other people. I expressed myself. I saw the world. Now I'm ready to die. So in order to say that, you really need to do that daily self-work of 10, 15 minutes and start today and literally do that until the day that you die. This way, um, you're going to achieve whatever you want to achieve. I have a book here. How's it called? That I'm reading. Oh, John Maxwell. Nice. Yeah. Well, I already went through the 12 laws of leadership. So I'm going through that one. And one of the things that you mentioned, which is, I think, very important for anybody that's listening or watching this, 
um, is that we don't make time to grow. We don't make time for ourselves on a daily basis. Like what you just said, sitting down and writing it down, taking a look at it. We don't know what we don't know. One, about our own selves, which I think is a big failure just because you're, you're rolling through life thinking, oh, I am me. Who's you? You know, I mean, can, exactly. you, can you truly describe who you are? Um, it took me, I think the better part of about five years to start figuring out exactly who I was. And yeah. I'm still not there yet. Like you said, it's a growing process. But what mm -hmm. I found, I didn't like. Um, and and that, took, that took quite a bit out of me because that was just kind of like, you know, <clears throat> I'm a single dad. I'm going to be the youngest in my family. So guess who gets to take care of mom? Um, who's now 81. Um, mm -hmm. th thankfully still has all her faculties and it's pretty sharp. Um, it, it's, it's nice to have, it's nice to be able to see that. But I also have the perspective of I'm in between a 17 year old and an 81 year old. And I get to see the, the spectral difference in uh, maturity and wisdom and knowledge and things of that nature and, and, and compare it with what I have and where I'm at. And I think, like you said, if people were just to take the time, 15 minutes is not a lot of time. Um, you've read Think and Grow Rich, right? I think we talked yeah. about that. Mm -hmm. In there is a formula for success. And the second one is taking the time to focus on being that better person that you want to be, understanding mm -hmm. and visualizing. So I think if, it's opinion, buck 50, get you a cup of coffee, at a cheap place, not Starbucks. Um, if, you, <laughs> like Starbucks. if you took the time on a daily basis, although the journey will never end, <laughs> you will most likely find yourself a lot further along in your own knowledge of what you don't know yeah. about yourself and what you don't know that you may be ignorant of. Um, you said something else too. That triggered a thought. I was I was asked once, what is winning? You said, what is success? I was asked, what is winning? And it was interesting. The immediate thought that hit my head wasn't about me. I was like, okay, where did that come from? And it was, mm -hmm. what is winning? Well, winning is making sure that my client is getting a better profitability, lower cost of acquisition. They're, be, they're able to get, you know, better clients, better qualified sales leads and things of that nature because of what I do. And I thought about that and I went, you know, about 10 years ago, that would not have been my answer. <laughs> 10 years ago, it would have been like, I want to make a million dollars. I want to do this. I want to go, I, 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 and it's like, wow, what a hell of a shift to think yeah. that, that all of a sudden it's not about me. In personal branding, do you find that to be true too? When somebody's actually doing something like that and they're going through this process that they start figuring out, it isn't about me anyway. Is, is there is there a moment where you see that aha moment and, and does it vary? I mean, like, have you seen it that way and have you seen it other ways? I mean, every industry is different. I'm, I'm curious. Hmm. Yeah, this usually comes up around the content creation question. So one of the questions that I hear most probably five times per day is, Natalia, but what should I post about? What should I write about? And, and I'm like, yeah, so what would you, you know, what's your first answer? And 
And it's so fascinating that because a handful of idiots or nowadays like the big masses use social media in a wrong way, businesses also use it in a wrong way. So a lot of people believe that social media is about, oh, look at me, mm, hashtag on a boat, hashtag blessed, hashtag uh, woke up like this, Lake hashtag life, no ocean filter. life, surf life. Shoot me. So um, <laughs> unless you're a surf company, believe- that's different. That's different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that also somehow contributes to a better tomorrow. Um, but I mean, to to make it short, a lot of people believe that social media is about me, 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 me. Look at me. I'm the best. I'm the most amazing. Mm, I've achieved this. Ooh, I, I, I. And I say 60, 70 percent. Let's make it 70 percent of your content is not about you. It is about your clients. What are their problems? What are their insecurities? What do they want to know? How do they feel? What kind of, like, what did they do until now to solve that problem? Um, This is the foundation. And then you can sprinkle a little bit of me, me, me on top, but you don't do it in the sorry, asshole-ish way how people would do it on Instagram. (laughs) You do a hashtag brag because this hashtag so you, might as well you, be a hashtag I'm an asshole just watch It'd be just as yeah that's a, that's a good one I have you to create a video I'm, I'm about. claiming it <laughs> right? I'm gonna have to get on Instagram it's right about- after this interview <laughs> <laughs> so it's about expressing gratitude and um and the funny thing is also that I have seen um I read a little bit more about consumption behavior about um user journeys recently and I was like what is it that is missing in my messaging is there something that I'm lacking because I had a little bit of a of a uh, stagnation when it comes to my lead generation I was like there's something wrong there must be something I'm not addressing and um, I realized that I was not talking enough about community and tribe so now I make sure that I talk more about my clients I put more of the success stories out there I give them shout outs I give them kudos I give them tags and since then, it's like my calendar is booked with calls. And I'm like, once again, it shows. It's not about me. I'm the facilitator. I'm the catalyst. But I'm not the, the director. I'm, I'm like the person in the background that sometimes, you know, does something. But the, the, my clients are the actors and the spotlight is on them. And I'm maybe the owner of the theater or the opera, if I want to put producer. it that way. Not a producer, yeah. Yeah, the executive producer is the one that sits in the back and goes, it's my money, I better make something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, I want to live. Yeah, I don't like that. Remove that, that, that can on that thing right there. That, that, that can, I don't like that can. Get that out of there. <laughs> it just annoys me. So, oh, can, we, can we, in post-production? No, yeah. no, no, let's get that out now. Uh, no, no, that's a cutting room floor piece. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So, so where where are you where are you at now? I mean, uh, by the way, if you guys didn't just hear that, there were like three nuggets that she just threw out. If you weren't listening, go back, listen to it again, rewind. I, literally, she threw out three nuggets just now, just to tell you guys how to do this properly. If somebody wants to find you, how do they find you? Where would they look? There's this thing out there which is called Google. Oh Lord! <laughs> Everyone has the Google. Yeah, if you type in my name, it will show you everything. But um, a lot of people don't know how to use Google. Uh, so let me make it easier. Um, I am a LinkedIn unicorn. So the easiest way to get in contact with me is on LinkedIn. But LinkedIn unicorn, here, always be a unicorn. 
Oh, there you go. Cool. There you go. Um, if you want to have a little bit of a look into my life here in Dubai and to behind the scenes, then follow me on Instagram. I think I and, follow you. Um, I'm pretty sure I follow you on Instagram. Yeah. I think so. Cool. I'll have to look. Huh. And um, no, I think that's it. That's the easiest way. LinkedIn or Instagram, not too many options. People get confused when they get too many options. So LinkedIn for the more professional stuff. And uh, if you want to have the more private Natalia and a few behind the scenes, then you go to Instagram. Behind the scenes. Okay, interesting. I think I do follow you Instagram. You had a picture of you snowboarding? Is that Instagram? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. I, 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 I do follow you. I just... I. Instagram's an interesting place. I don't get to play there that often, but I, I do. I do sometimes. I've I've been experimenting with a new one called TikTok, um, which has been interesting. That's oh. been that's been fun, but that's my silly place. That's where I just. I, that's not any business at all. That's just me being the entertainer that I used to be. Okay, guys. So here's how that's gonna work. Um, I have the links to both Instagram and LinkedIn. They will be in the comments. So make sure that you click follow, and if you can find anything to subscribe to, make sure you subscribe. I'm sure she's got great content. I've watched a few of her lives. She does give out great, great advice, free. Um, if somebody wants to work with you, how would they find you? Just LinkedIn? Coachingwithnatalia.com. They'll find a video that explains everything. If they resonate with it, fantastic. Then they simply hit this little apply button, fill out a form, choose a slot in my calendar, and then hopefully also show up for the call. Because a lot of people, they go through all of the process and then they don't show up. So, yeah, huge pet peeve of mine. You're going to book a call, show up to the call. Um, right? Yeah, it's, it's it just doesn't make sense. Well, but anyway, like yeah, I don't need to understand everything. No, okay. but I, I, it, some of it has to do with insecurity. Some of it has to do with um, just not knowing enough of themselves to understand that maybe that wasn't the right move at that time. They should have waited mm -hmm. rather than yeah, hey, mm -hmm. go and oh, I wonder if that was a good idea. The, the, the amount of buyer's remorse that happens on just setting a freaking appointment where they're not buying anything. I mean, most it's funny. About 80% of the discovery calls that I do, I can see it in their face because it's usually on a Zoom. I can see it in their face. They're waiting for the pitch, and I'm looking at them. I'm going, you all right? And they're like, yeah, just there's a lot of stuff that you're talking about. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot to do. I'm like, but um, is there is there something on your mind that you have a concern it's like yeah i'm just wondering how much this is going to cost me i'm like nothing i haven't decided whether or not i want to work with you work with you exactly there's there's no there, there's nothing to sell today bro we're just hanging out i need to know who you are i need to know if i can work with you and i need to know where you're at mentally because if i think for one second you're not financially savvy enough to handle what's going to need to be done can't help you just can't. Yeah. i can't help you I'd love to, but I, I can't. No. So I, I think for anybody that wants to book a call, please take stock. As she gave out that little piece of advice, go dig into yourself for a little while. Go learn what you don't know about you. Figure out whether or not it's really worth it and understand that you're meeting with somebody that understands human psyche. She'll probably pick up on your bullshit in about five minutes or less. Most now you scare even more people. Oh, that's that's... <laughs> There's a, there's a reason I say it that way. It's because we, we all have it. I mean, 
the, the other two are just like that. They, they, they can pick up on BS in a heartbeat. Um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't want people booking stuff with you if they're not serious about doing something. So make sure you guys follow. Make sure you guys subscribe if you're serious about talking to her about your particular business. What, what niches are you most prevalent in? What, what do you work with the most, or is it really any, any niche? It doesn't matter. What's, what's your preference? <laughs> So at the moment, it's primarily coaches, consultants, and trainers, some of them also speakers, and it's all different areas. So I have mindfulness, I have leadership, I have Pinterest, I have um, some sort of more life work blend, I have communication, I have digital marketing, um, sales, everybody who is some sort of coach consultant who's interested in really you know getting an amazing personal brand out there being seen liked heard but also really wants to make that social impact and i filter very hard in that conversation to see if people are ready to also give back if they're just about the money and how to get more leads and how to make more money and whatever i'm like i don't think i'm the right person to work with you because <laughs> They're just not connected to themselves. Like I cannot work with somebody who's not awake yet, who doesn't see the necessity of creating these 10 minutes of meditation or journaling or expressing gratitude or helping a person without expecting something back. Yeah. If you don't do that, I cannot help you because I built amazing personal human being brands, not asshole brands. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things, John, um, since we were talking about John Maxwell for a second there, it's one of the things that's his... Um, a video on YouTube. I'll post that. That's fourth link. I'm gonna start writing these down. Um, where he talks about if you really want to be successful, one of the first things you want to do is who can you add value to today? Yeah. I mean, it's it's giving without worrying about getting back. And and yeah. I think, as you said earlier in the in the in this podcast interview, um, when you are one that's willing to give back and and be that giver. I don't know if you have you seen have you read that book, The Go Giver? Mm -hmm. I'll have to send you the link on it. It's a good book. I think you'll enjoy it a lot. Okay. Um, very much okay. encompasses what we what we talked about with that, um, bringing value or giving value to somebody or of that nature, so that that there's a continuous that ripple effect, continuous mm. spin into something better. Wow, I thought 30, I know we're, we're past we're past forty five, girl. We did good. <laughs> yeah, we. I think we both resonate. I mean, we have similar thoughts. I think we have similar ways of looking at the world. So that's why. And I think we both like talking. Yeah, I, I, I would tend to agree. Some, sometimes. So I just shut up and you just finish <laughs> nicely. I, I just, I, I just be pretty and brave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just sit there and smile. Be pretty. <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> anyway <laughs> the the it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for hanging out um and and making time because you're like other side of the world it's oh, it's like almost 11 o'clock by you right now like 10 30 or something no no it's 8 30 8 30 p.m one back in okay okay so still it's 8 30 in the evening guys it's only 9 20 here in pacific daylight time she's like she's got she's already in the dark um that sounded wrong you're not in the dark you're enlightened thank you hello um 
So, yeah. <laughs> no, say something. It's, it's okay. You can say that was stupid. Um, anyway, <laughs> it, it happens. We'd love to have you back. I'm hoping that we can get back together and have another conversation, um, see what's cool, see what's happening, um, maybe run down that other rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> that's because that's a talk in psychology, and I love those kinds of conversations. Those are a lot of fun. Um, I have one more question for you. You have, you have some. You, you'd say you've had some pretty good success at this point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even in the midst of all of that, what's your biggest challenge right now? What's the hardest thing you're dealing with? Finding a new home, because I don't feel home here anymore. Oh. Yeah, any options that? But. Yeah, I talk with somebody who actually specializes in in helping people like German expats in where else they could live uh, and where what makes sense to because it's two things. It's where do you live and where do you have your company and where do you get the best lifestyle? So that was that is a very, very challenging question oh, yeah. or riddle to solve. Oh, yeah. But he specializes on that. And um, we had a long conversation yesterday and about what I want and what I don't want and what annoys me and what I cannot express publicly and uh, what is important to me, but maybe politically incorrect, but this is how I feel and etc. So um, I think there are two potential new countries um, that I will have a look at this year. I'll book flights within the next days. I'm going to go there. And nice. then, um, yeah. We're going to see some of this on Instagram, I hope. Yep. Cool. Definitely looking forward to watching that happen. Right on. Well, guys, that's Java Chat, and I've been sitting here with Natalia Vihovsky um, having an amazingly great conversation about uh, her branding, what she does, how she does it, uh, and a few other cool things, as you guys have heard. If, if you didn't hear it, go back. Feel free. Listen to it again. If you're listening on iTunes, take a, do- take a download. If you're listening anywhere that you can download it, please do. If not, subscribe. Make sure you follow because I have a lot more people just as awesome as Natalia coming online. Um, We've already had quite a few really good people online as well. Um, So make sure you stay in tune, stay in touch. Thanks, everybody. Um, Thank you again, Natalia, for hanging out and cruising with coffee with Mike. You didn't have any coffee, though. I forgot to tell you about that. I had a mug. You had a mug, but it had no coffee. (laughs) Fall pop. Anyway. <laughs> Expectations. Yes, very high. Very high for me. Very high. Just a little above my head. <laughs> Alright guys. Take care. Love each other. Take care of each other. And by all means, see you guys soon. Ciao for now.